That's that. These are some real characters that are coming up to join us at the highest rank. Wow, they're really letting their sunny sides come through right. in these interviews. Then there's the Russian Roga, who is half Mongolian, half Russian, but he claims Russia as his um, homeland. He says about himself, I sweat easily, so I lose weight quickly. I'm eating as much rice as I can. Okay. So that's that's his that's what we know about him going into this. And then I don't have any quotes, but this was this was like a big thing. Tomokaze is back after a nightmare 23 tournaments out of Makauchi is now back. I don't since even remember him. It was 2019 when we saw him last. Wow. So I can't even recall what he looks like. I think you'll probably recognize him. Okay. But he dropped all the way down with his injury. It was like a hmm. it was a knee injury. Well, okay, that and makes he's been fighting his way back for 23 tournaments. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's okay. almost four years. Exactly. But he stuck with it. Well, the last one really is kind of like a nightmare. Okay. Okay. Adorable little, I don't know what he looks like actually, actually, but he has a cute name, Chiyoshishi. 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 <laughs> that is it's, a cute name. Isn't it adorable? I would cheer for well, that. Well, now the name's up for grabs because he is no longer part of the Sumo Association because he was caught during the last tour drinking under the age of 20. Oh, Chiyoshishi. Chiyoshishi. You did a Chiyonono. Yeah, Chiyoshishi. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or maybe it's a Chiyoshish. Uh, Chiyoshish. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. That's better. He um, went out during the last tour. I'm going out to have dinner. I'm I'm here with my older disciples. They're offering me alcohol. So he drinks, right? And then afterwards he leaves and then he's not feeling well. And then his buddy calls an ambulance on him because either he's worried he has I, he they also go to another establishment after this restaurant so if your buddy calls the ambulance yeah you are you're stumbling pretty trash right or you're out cold right and so ambulance was called he went to the er i think he woke up the next day and there's kokonoe boyakata who's looking down at him and he's like okay so takes him back to the stable i think they give him a complete silent treatment. Everyone does. Mm. And then he is punished by the Oyakata. He has to hold for 30 minutes a push-up position. Mm-hmm. His master order, ordered him, like, banned from going out for an entire year. And so, so he... You're grounded. You're, you're grounded, grounded for a year? For an entire year. And hold this push-up for 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And then nobody else in the stable was talking to him. Okay. And this was an older disciple who put him up to it. So he ran home to his parents' house on the 21st. And on the 22nd, he got, I think, his clothes and everything sent to his parents' house. The stable was like, oh, you're going to run off home? Well, here are your belongings. And so then he went and he got his hair cut on the mm-hmm. 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then he... He's out. He is out. He got a suspension, and that turned into retirement, and then Oyakata also got a suspension. Now, when this happened during the tour, they both immediately had to leave the next... They left the tour early, both of them. This is, by the way, the whole Chio stable. This is Chio everybody. So okay. this is not like an Oyakata that has like a couple of disciples that we don't see. This is a big Oyakata, so we'll see. Hmm. We'll see. So did you... By the way, have you watched... The Musashimaru interview that went up. 
I did watch a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but I did I couldn't finish. You couldn't finish? Yeah. Because the man spread? Oh no, I saw that. He was sitting in a complete straddle, like his on a stool. On a stool. Amazing. But did you get to the part where he was like, being a Yokozuna was no fun. But you know what's harder? Being an Oyakata. Oh. He said that was way harder than being a wrestler. Wow. Well, you don't have as you don't have the responsibility that you do as a wrestler. As you a mean? wrestler, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Have you the just responsibility fight. for yourself, right? You just but show you don't up have fight. responsibility for all your disciples. Yeah. So I imagine this Chio Oyakata is just thinking, "Oh my God, it's like I just can't control them." Right. Ugh. They make bad decisions, and then I get in trouble for it. Yep. What I did watch, by the way, was three solid hours mm-hmm. of the Sumo Food Channel, which is the Futagayama, uh, yeah, uh, the stable, um, the one that has Roga at it. Um, three this, hours. Well, I, I watched different episodes, and I do know why everybody watches it. There's a couple of wrestlers down like in Makushida at, that are adorable and hilarious. Okay. And uh, there was one I watched yesterday where this famous Japanese actor comes to visit the stable. Uh-huh. The funniest part about it was he's a handsome guy. And so everyone's kind of taken aback by him. By how handsome he is? Yes. But the Okami-san is... <laughs> beside herself <laughs> she can't she doesn't even make eye contact and she's like making food and everything um and like helping out but she's clearly like i know i'm married to this very large man over here who's but. not nearly as handsome as you i know that but i can't you can see the lust in her heart jump out of the screen it is <laughs> Truly you know, amazing. But she's beautiful. She's this pretty, she's this well, beautiful little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you so, know when you see something that, like someone who's just so gorgeous, you can't take your eyes off them. Or something yeah. that's so unusual. Right. He was absolutely cute. But the rest of the wrestlers were also like a little bit like, we've got a Brad Pitt in here kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. he was, he's a big star and he was handsome and he did uh, sumo and they show how they put them all on, mm-hmm. like all the Mawashi. And they were kind of all flabbergasted because the famous actor was like no i don't want to wear shorts i want to go naked under it and so um you you could see everybody being like oh we've got to wrap this guy up you know and 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 i don't want to look i don't want to look this brings me i did get a listener question oh okay about about wrapping up and watch and this is what i cannot answer and you cannot really answer but maybe maybe our listeners can answer okay the question is when a sumo wrestler puts on a mawashi yeah where where do their balls go? Oh, this is great. I actually know this. How do you know this? Because I watched kind of how they do it. They put... Okay, the, the one guy who's having it on, yeah. he stands there naked. Yeah. But he has under his chin kind of the top of the... Yeah, they hold the mawashi there. They hold there. the mawashi there. And he and just kind of stands there. Down. And then they kind of pass it under their legs and pull out. And then the other guy, he, he spins while the other guy kind of helps him put it on well yeah but where do your balls go in your that? balls go in the little cup thing but is there a cup or it, no it's like it cups it i it, thought like it was thick enough that it just would hold your balls against it, your body it right? does right? i think it does yeah because they squat down at the very end of it that's the last thing they do is they go hey squat down and that would spread your balls apart right N- no your Kinda. balls aren't <laughs> unless your balls are under your butt cheeks i mean this listener they're not dressing absolutely up. sure that wrestlers put their balls in their butt crack no and no, i don't think that that's happens drag queens <laughs> i think 
I don't know how that works, but I, I, I'm a little bit familiar, but, um, no, they, they have it there. And then at the very end, like the guy in the back holds the back part up and, and the other guy sinks down into it as the other guy lifts up on the back of it to give him the full wedgie, Yeah, which I think just brings your nuts in closer to your body, but not up towards your but I mean, it wouldn't go backwards, would I, they? Balls are only so long. But maybe, maybe it depends. <laughs> maybe it depends on how you normally hang. Too. Maybe they go to one side. No. Or maybe they go no. up. Maybe no. they just no, like no. Flatten? There's no dressing to the right or left in sumo. <laughs> I have no it, idea. I mean, uh, we have plenty of listeners who could just be like, uh, "Could you tell we, us?" Two girls in a closet are like, "Tell us how your balls hang." Because we had this. <laughs> discussion but anyway this uh, i hope if you have if you're listening in mixed company apologies today <laughs> just apologies but speaking of nuts yes this <laughs> i like episode, the way this episode is going speaking of nuts this episode of the sumo food channel from the stable yeah has one guy like taping up his feet or something yeah. but they do a close shot oh, no. of him in shorts oh, no. and you see sumo balls really Yes, little bald ball. <laughs> oh, the poor guy. I was just like those did, athletic shorts. It was the athletic shorts, it's and always and he the athletic shorts. I know, and I was like, did editing not see this? I guess because not. this is clearly the typical. You're hanging out one side of your shorts business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That which no we've all one seen. caught. Yeah, but they also are pretty liberal about uh, what they what they edit or not because the camera was on all the time and you can see uh one of these guys in the background who's going from a towel into a shorts yeah like in the hallway there's yeah. obviously a lot of nudity in this place they don't care but there's a camera around and the poor guy is like this young kid and he has like a towel and the camera's straight on him the camera does not move and he's trying to shimmy his <laughs> underwear up underneath his towel <laughs> on camera he does it without showing anything but i was like for heaven's sake camera guy <laughs> This kid's trying to get out of the shower and into making Chanko Nabe, like, at least take the camera off of him. I would imagine there's tons of nudity at every single stable. Yeah, there's there's a lot of nudity. Yeah, you just, you're so used to other people's bodies that it doesn't yeah. matter. They're in yeah. the shower, they're in the bath, yeah. they're putting... Yeah. And you have a buddy, like, you have people yeah. helping you all the time, and yeah, yeah so... Balls are balls. That's right. <laughs> balls just make the world go round. Oh, my goodness. How what do is we this go episode? <sighs> How did this episode get to this place? And it's only going to get worse. That's right. Well, actually, there's no more ball talk. That is all I've really got as far as news, if that was news. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new tagline of every single time you talk about the news. If that was, was news. If you would call that news, that was the news. Now that we're officially launching into our Halloween episode, we thought we'd read a few stories. Yeah, fun, spooky, sumo-related stories. Exactly. And I have to say, AI is going to take over the world and none of us are going to have any jobs anymore. I know. But I will say, they did a pretty good job at giving me exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is really fun to give them different prompts just to see what they come up with. Right. The jumping off point was our story last year about kappa. You oh, remember? Yeah. Uh, the kappas who have a bowl of water on their head, and if you get them to bow, then 
then they're like your servant. They're no longer cheeky or mischievous. Yeah. They so love cukes. These are, and this and is, farts. this is based on reality. Right. Right? A kappa. A, a real kappa. living kappa. A real living mythological <laughs> Japanese creature <laughs> right. that we talked about last Halloween. It looks like a friar. It has yes. a friar's haircut. Yes. But it's like a frog <clears throat> turtle man. Looks like a teenage mutant ninja turtle with a friar cut. Yes. This story is called Cuke Spook. Because <laughs> they like cukes. Once upon a Halloween night, in a peculiar wrestling town, there lived a group of wrestlers known far and wide for their insatiable appetites. Now, these sumo wrestlers, led by the rotund champion, Sir Eatsalot. <laughs> Wait, like, ChatGPT yes. <laughs> named a sumo wrestler Sir Eatsalot? Yes. <laughs> well, that okay. was just the champion wrestler. But I mean, the wrestlers it's way off. Were, but... <laughs> these wrestlers were famous not only for their incredible strength. And their champion's name, but also for their legendary feasting after every match. Okay. It was said that their feasts were so grand that even the spirits of the departed wished to join them for a night of revelry. That was strangely hard to say. Revelry. Revelry. A night of revelry. Say that three times really fast. That's revelry, 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 revelry. Isn't that hard? That's really hard. Yeah. The town's Halloween festivals were just around the corner, and the wrestlers had planned a magnificent feast to celebrate their favorite holiday. They gathered an assortment of delectable dishes from around the world, from spicy tacos to <laughs> sizzling barbecue ribs and mountains of desserts I mean, piled that... high with cakes, pies, and ice cream. But, like, they don't ever have spicy tacos, hardly. This is what I love about this story. So, this, you're, did you use chat GPT or did you, like, do chat no, CRT or no, something? Did I, you do, like, this is chat GPT. Okay. Not GBT, GT, whatever. GPT. GPT, cheapy, cheapy AI. GPT. I just love this story. That's just okay. hands down. I love what the internet gave me for okay. this story. Spicy tacos. Uh, barbecue Barbecue ribs. ribs and, and lots, of, lots dessert. of desserts. Okay. Now, in a corner of the wrestling arena, a group of mischievous goblins known as the cuke spooks were okay. preparing their own special treat for these wrestlers. Okay. The cuke spooks had an unusual obsession with cucumbers. They loved cucumbers more than anything in the world, and their cucumbers had a particular power. They caused people to uncontrollably burst into laughter, or in the cuke spooks case, they made people laugh so hard that they accidentally passed gas. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Finally, something makes sense. <laughs> something makes sense. <sighs> On Halloween night, as the wrestlers gathered around their magnificent feast, the cuke spooks stealthily placed cucumbers under every dish. 
Wait, they put a cucumber under, under every... a flat dish? Yes. This is one of the one of the ways you know that it's written by the internet because it <laughs> a alludes to plate. something that can't really happen. Well, otherwise maybe. you'd have a lopsided plate. Right? Or maybe they flattened their cucumbers. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Still, very strange tradition. Place their cucumbers. Chat GPT has a long way to go. Yes. Unbeknownst to the wrestlers, the cucumbers were enchanted to induce that uncontrollable laughter. So as the wrestlers dug into the sumptuous meal of tacos and ribs and desserts, they noticed something strange happening. One by one, they just couldn't help but burst into fits of laughter. Sir eats a lot, in particular, found the situation uproarious and laughed so hard that he blew out the candles on the table, sending everyone into darkness. Amid the laughter and darkness, the cuke spooks couldn't contain their glee, and they darted around the room, their cucumbers in hand, creating chaos. The entire arena was filled with peals of laughter and the the occasional unexpected sound. <laughs> but as the wrestlers and cuke spooks laughed together, they found themselves bonding in a way they never had before. Their oh, laughter oh, was oh, infectious, oh, and soon they were all oh, rolling on the floor, sharing in the absurdity of the moment. <laughs> Halloween night had taken an unexpected turn, and as the laughter subsided, the wrestlers and cuke spooks decided to share their feasts and cucumbers. The evening turned into a grand celebration of delicious food, laughter, and a newfound friendship between these unusual characters. And from that Halloween night on, the wrestlers and cuke spooks made it tradition to celebrate together, indulging in delicious feasts and laughter, proving that even the most unexpected events can lead to the strongest connections. And as for cucumbers, they remained a cherished part of their Halloween festivities, adding a touch of hilarity to the holiday for years to come. <laughs> and the way they spelled that sound is P-R-R-R-F-F-T. That's not wrong. Right? <laughs> That's why Chad GBT... 100% got correct. Except for the Sir Eats a Lot. Oh, the bur- that sound, yes. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> Mine usually don't end with a T at the end. <laughs> Mine do. <laughs> Incredible diction. My farts have. Um, I really like I, that I'm story. still trying to get... The, so let me just summarize that. So there were just a bunch of happy wrestlers. Yes. And they... They wrestled, but they're really more well-known for eating a lot, yes. including the Yokozuna, yes. Sir Eats a Lot, yes. which is, again, way <laughs> off as far as a Yokozuna name, but whatever. And then, so they're eating, and then a bunch of Kappa, the cuke spooks, uh-huh. yep. around the outside of the room, they come in and just put cucumbers under their plates, and that's, <laughs> Somehow, that's it? That's yeah. the funny thing that sends them into hilarity? Yep. Okay, then they all laugh, and then that makes them fart. And then it's a bonding moment because <laughs> that experience brought them all together yes. closer. The sumo together. wrestlers and the goblins. And the goblins, the kappas. Yeah. See what a simple story. Yeah. What a simple but powerful story of bonding. Right. Well, farting in front of each other probably brings a lot of bonding. It's I would human. imagine, yeah. 
But something I'm sure wrestlers do quite all the time. Like, I would, like wouldn't I would think when you run into someone full speed, probably air comes out the back end. <laughs> can we? But maybe can that's we find why out that that's true. Maybe that's why they have practice before breakfast because you've had all night to get those farts out. It's true. Don't know. I know that they go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. So from watching the Sumo Food Channel, but yeah. we also know from Gagamaru. That sometimes you have to just move the mawashi aside and take care of the business. By the way, did you see another great video this week of Gagamaru and Tochinoshin trying the Tochinoshin wine? No. It's, he's, he's, they're trying all the wine from Georgia. Oh. And it's like a wine tasting. Oh, It's nice. really great. And I wondered if it's actually Tochinoshin's family Wine? Family wine. Because, you know, he comes from a family of winemakers. Oh, So, of I'm course, sure. he knows all about wine. And I just suddenly was like, oh, this is what he's going to do in his retirement. He's just going to drink wine. Right. And, and take sell pictures wine with Angela, his in, poodle. Import wine. Yeah. What a perfect role for him. Wow. A wine ambassador. That is perfect. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, perfect. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read you this one. In a remote village nestled deep within the heart of Japan, there was a legendary sumo stable known as the Kurokage Sumo Stable. Kuro means black. Kage means, I think, shadow. The Black Shadow Sumo Stable. Oh. The name alone was enough to send shivers down the spines of those who dared to speak of it, for it was rumored to be haunted. The stable had long been abandoned, and its eerie reputation was bolstered by tales of strange occurrences that took place under the light of the full moon. Uh-oh. <laughs> and we just had a full moon. We did. Just had one. We did. It was a crisp autumn night, and the full moon hung ominously in the sky, casting eerie shadows upon the decrepit stable. A group of daring adventurers had gathered to investigate the legends. <laughs> Suddenly it sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> it's very Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Legends surrounding the Kurokage Sumo Stable. Among them were four brave souls. Sarah. <laughs> an American paranormal investigator. I don't know where she came from. Sure. Sarah, a paranormal investigator. Ken, an archaeologist. Okay. But it could be. And then Hiroshi. Okay. Hiro, a local historian in Akiko, an urban legend enthusiast. enthusiast. Urban legend enthusiast. Okay. Urban legend enthusiast. And that's really what we're sharing here. Urban right. legend. That's right. As they entered the crumbling building, a chilling breeze sent a shiver down their spines. Ooh. The ancient wooden floor creaked beneath their feet, and the flickering candlelight created eerie dancing shadows on the walls. They proceeded cautiously, their hearts pounding with a mixture of fear and anticipation. Nice, nice, nice. Hiroshi began to share the stories of the sumo wrestlers who had once trained there. He spoke of their immense dedication and their fierce rival rivalries that had taken place in this very stable. The legend spoke of a curse that had befallen the sumo wrestlers who had trained here long ago. Mm -hmm. It was said that during the full moon, 
they would transform into werewolves and <gasps> unleash their fury upon anyone who dared to enter their domain. But then would people imprint on them if the if you're a baby born next to a sumo wrestler who's a werewolf? I always thought the imprinting part of Twilight was really weird. Oh, I don't know about imprinting. Is no. that a werewolf thing? That it wasn't Twilight. <laughs> well, Twilight is the foremost <laughs> I mean, if you want to watch a film that's based in real truthful werewolves, it's Twilight. It's Twilight and that's where I learned that they play baseball. That's right. Absolutely. Very true. fast, very skilled baseball. <laughs> like in their free time. God, that movie's so stupid, uh, but it really is. It's like it's like the best to watch. Okay, so here we are. As Sarah set up her paranormal equipment, I don't know what that is. Um <laughs> she couldn't help but feel a sense of unease. Suddenly, they heard a deep, guttural growl. It was as if the very walls themselves were groaning in agony. The team's flashlights flickered, and Akiko's heart raced as she whispered, Did you hear that? <laughs> Their anxiety grew with each passing moment, but they pressed on, determined to uncover the truth behind the legends. They reached the training area where a massive sumo ring, a doyo, if you will, stood in the center of the room. It was surrounded by tattered banners and worn-out training equipment, like a tempo pole. <laughs> I don't know. ChatGPT does not know like what that equipment would be, okay. like some towels. I don't know. It was an eerie reminder of the glory days of the Kurokage sumo stable. Just as Sarah was about to ask a question to the spirits, the moonlight streaming in through the broken windows intensified, and an otherworldly chill enveloped the room. The ground beneath them trembled, and then, as if from the shadows themselves, a group of spectral, the word is spectral, sumo wrestlers emerged. Spectral meaning haunting. Uh, ghost-like. Ghost-like, exactly. Yes. Their eyes glowed with an otherworldly light, and their bodies were massive and imposing. Even in spectral form. That's right. In a flash, the spectral sumo wrestlers transformed into hulking werewolves, <gasps> their snarls echoing through the stable. Echo. 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 <laughs> the adventurers were paralyzed with fear, unable to move as the monstrous creatures closed in. But just as it seemed all hope was lost, Hiroshi shouted a desperate plea. We mean you no harm. Oh, that's a good thing to scream. Yeah. We only seek to understand your story. <laughs> the werewolves hesitated. Oh. Their savage snarls, snarls, or snarls, snarls. Their savage snarls giving way to a flicker of recognition in their eyes. They, these, uh, these cursed spirits had had yearned for someone to acknowledge their existence. I thought you were going to say these cursed spirits urinated. Oh, no, no. They yearned. Well, maybe. We'll throw it in there. They urinated, and then they yearned for someone to acknowledge their existence, to tell the tale. With a mournful howl, oh, the werewolves began to transform back into spectral sumo wrestlers. This chapiti loves chat spectral. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because Spectre is in a story that you're going to hear from me as okay. well. Well, whatever the <laughs> chat GPT has been up to, it's like we don't really use like Spectre. We don't use that word like as yeah. much as they think we do. Yeah. 
as the moon dipped below the horizon. The apparitions faded away. I don't know what happened wait, between wait, wait. So they, sun, sunset yeah. and sun up. They, so, they were like, I'm so glad you acknowledged us. And then they became sumo wrestlers. And then it's just like the Jesus story, like from like the age of like 11 okay. to like 33 we like or whatever. We don't know what happened to him. Okay. This is what happened. We don't know what happened between the acknowledgement that 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 they got. That, like, you want to hear my story. Right. Yes. And then the sun. Then came they just the sun came up and they just faded away. Okay. So mystery. A I'd time, like to say that they shared a chonko meal. I'd like to say they shared their story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That I think they were they, just misunderstood. Yeah. They definitely right? shared their hulking specter sumo stories. That's right. But between the time when they were recognized and the sun coming up. Right. I totally agree. Okay. But as the moon dipped below the horizon, the apparitions faded away, leaving behind a feeling of sorrow and relief. The adventurers had succeeded in breaking the curse that had bound the restless spirits for centuries. They left the Kurokage sumo stable with a newfound respect for the past and a chilling story to share with the world. A story of haunted sumo wrestlers who, during the full moon, would become werewolves in search of the recognition they so desperately craved. They just wanted to be recognized. Okay, nice. In the end... The Kurokage Sumo Stable would no longer be remembered as a place of terror, but as a testament to the enduring power of legend and the importance of remembering the past, no matter how haunting it may be. Well done. Well Thank done. You, I like Chat that. GPT. I like that. Do you know what my uh, prompt was? What? Oh, I'm supposed to guess? Mm-hmm. Um, black Shadow Sumo Haunting. It was this. I only had one tweet to it, but write a five-minute haunted sumo stables ghost story, including sumo wrestlers turning into werewolves. Okay. And I didn't like the original sumo stable name they gave me. Yeah. I was like, that's not one. So my tweak was same story, but different sumo stable name. And it gave me- Okay, that's good. They gave me that one. That's good. That's good. All right, I have one more story for you. The Headless Haunting of Tokyo. Okay, one more story. The Headless Haunting of Tokyo. Tokyo. In the heart of Tokyo, beneath the bustling streets and towering skyscrapers, there lurked a legend that sent shivers down the spines of his residents. It was the tale of the Headless Gyoji. Oh, a mysterious figure who wandered the streets at night, his voice echoing through the alleys as he yelled at passersby. <laughs> the headless Gyoji was said to be a former sumo referee who, in life, had been notorious for his strict and harsh judgments during the matches. <laughs> There's no harshness. There's just <laughs> right or wrong. <laughs> Unless it was like, you won. Dang it. Yeah. I'm telling you now. I hope he he was not wandering around like seppuku or anything. Well. Well, we might get there. Yeah. Okay. okay. He was feared by the sumo wrestlers in his time and respected by few. So maybe oh. he was a terrible Gyoji. Maybe he's just, he yeah, was just bad harsh at his job. and judgmental and really bad. Maybe mm. he did 
commit seppuku. Although he's headless. So that would have been some mighty seppuku. Well, you it's a matter of doing which one first. You'd have to do the seppuku first. <laughs> and then chop, and off, then your chop off your head. Or you do seppuku and then somebody get a else. Friend. Get a friend. Yeah. Get another gyoji to finish finish the project for you. That would right. be it. Dad was talking day. about uh, the Shogun book, and he was talking about if you died, he was like, there's a lot of seppukuing in this book. <laughs> or he said seppukus. He said there's seppukus. a lot of seppukus. I like seppukuing. Yeah. That's not a word either. I seppuku, but... Um, and, he was, and he was like, yeah, back in the day in this book, you, you either disemboweled yourself or you had a buddy who chop your head off. That's if you were lucky, you'd have a buddy who chop your head off. So, so this like, is a lucky Gyoji. Maybe. This is a fortunate Because it's Gyoji. a quick death. It's a quick death That's if you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Much better than you can a, close your eyes than and not your even own see it self-inflicted seppuku. Well, and you save yourself from having to look at your own guts outside your body, which I can't imagine would be I'd faint. enjoyable. That Maybe yeah, I'd have to faint on like a guillotine. Maybe that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Back to the story. One fateful night, a lightning strike during a thunderstorm struck him down as he made his way home from the arena. Oh, this was him in life. Oh, that's, so that's how, how he died. Mind. Okay. The so he died by... The lightning took off his head? I guess so. But then, okay. Yeah. All so right. it struck him on his way home from the arena, leaving him headless. And forever cursed to roam the city. So God did not like whatever call he made. That's really what it comes down to. God said, I'm going to smite thee for making an incorrect call. Right. Now you don't have the eyes to see any more calls. That's right. I'll take your head, but you can have your body (laughs) to roam the streets. (laughs) His restless spirit, no longer able to judge the matches, found solace. In wandering the streets. With a fierce wave of his ceremonial fan, he would chastise anyone he encountered for real or perceived wrongdoing, bellowing, <laughs> infringement, unfair, though disembodied, held an eerie authority that would send a chill down the spine of anyone who crossed his path. That would do it if a ghost came up to me and was like, infringement. Yeah, a headless, a headless Gyoji with a Goombai. Yeah. That would be scary in a dark alleyway in in uh, Tokyo. That'd be scary, right? But there was one particular aspect of the headless Gyoji's haunting. When Halloween night descended upon Tokyo, he would undergo a transformation of sorts. No longer the stern, relentless enforcer of sumo rules, he would become a figure of mirth and delight, especially when children roamed the streets in their Halloween costumes, what? savoring candies and sweets. As children in vibrant costumes went from door to door trick-or-treating, like I don't think they do in Japan, I... but that's okay. They definitely dressed they, up. They, they do dress cosplay, up. They do, but I don't think they do, do trick-or-treating. the trick-or-treating business. But that's okay. The internet thinks they do. <laughs> so as children do that, the headless Gyoji, true to form, would be found lurking in the shadows, per usual, but instead of yelling and waving his fan in reprimand, he would greet the little trick-or-treaters with a mischievous wave and a hearty trick-or-treat. He would appear, fan in hand, a phantom of playfulness, joining their Halloween revelry. There's that word again. Halloween revelry. Revelry. The children, unafraid of this once terrifying spirit, soon discovered that the headless Gyoji had a talent for magic. I was going to tap dancing? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> With a flick of his fan, he could make candy appear out of the thin air, 
much to the delight of the little ones. They would giggle and cheer as he presented them with their favorite treats. Over the years, the legend of the headless Gyoji changed from being a tale of terror to one of enchantment and community. Parents who had once been scolded by the ghostly figure now shared the story with their children as part of Tokyo's Halloween traditions. The headless Gyoji, it seemed, had found a new calling, bringing smiles and laughter to the faces of children and adults alike. <laughs> headless headless man making everyone happy. You know what's funnier to think about is that ChatGPT takes, takes all the stories like ever written and been like, the one mm -hmm. thing I know is that it ends happy. Yep. So we have to take a huge U-turn here somewhere towards the end of it. <laughs> and that is like every writer in time, like every, I guess, reader wants a happy ending. I so guess. I was like, just end it dark where he like haunts people forever. Nope. And they're but like, the internet nope. says, nope, we got to spin positive on this. Here's, here's the final sentence of the story. Yeah. And so each Halloween, the headless Gyoji would rise from the spectrum cruel depths, don his ceremonial robes, and with a wave of his fan and a hearty laugh, become the candy-giving specter of Tokyo, a symbol of the city's unique blend of tradition and modern celebration. Of course. Of course. Of course. And we learned that spectral is apparently a big word. That's right. Wow. Well, I hope everyone has enjoyed our stories. Uh, yes. Uh, they are... None of them are true. None of them are true at all. Probably never to be told again. <laughs> I liked that one. I especially, I don't know. I really like the farting one. I like both of yours. I like. I really did. They were good. Thank and you. The, I like yours headless, too. The headless Gyoji is always that, but he does magic trick. And yeah. like none of the children are frightened. <laughs> um, but that's <laughs> the internet gives. Um, we will be back at you next week. When we have a breakdown of some of this bonzuke and highlights on some of these wrestlers that we're going to be seeing over the next couple of weeks. And we'll talk more about bingo. Right. Because we week. have some cool prizes. Just as a sneak preview, I know we're going to have a 2024 sumo calendar to give away to one of the winners of bingo. That, of course, comes from Robert, a big sumo fan who is just one of our best sponsors ever. We That's love right. him. And uh, yeah, we'll have lots to talk about next week. Until then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See y'all later. Bye.